Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Hooray! I've got loads of energy. If I say it, it'll be true. Colin, you're back. You're alive. He lives. He lives. Uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rehef. Yeah. Not cool, madam, I notice. Uh, so, uh, uncool, an uncool lady in the front row. How you doing, Colin? You all right? Uh, we were worried you transformed into a fly. Have you, seen, have you ever seen the film The Fly? Like that in The Fly. And I killed the fly, and then you didn't turn up ever again, so I was worried I'd killed you. But you're definitely alive. Because you could be a ghost of a ghost. Can a ghost die? I don't know. They must do, must they? What, what, what happens to a ghost when the world is destroyed, you know, when it flies into the sun? Do the ghosts just hang around floating in space or do they die with the, the planet Earth? It's a question for a physicist there and we haven't known if we've got... Uh, answer that, Richard Dawkins. That's my question. Answer that, Stephen Hawkins and Richard Dawkins and anyone who rhymes with that. Uh, so um, the main news uh, is uh, that uh, uh, Bradley uh, Manning has uh, become uh, Chelsea Manning. It's a lady now, which is good. Uh, though I think uh, she made a wrong choice about the name. I'm a bit worried she's going to get bullied in prison uh, because there are a lot of uh, Joni Mitchell fans in prison and they'll all, every morning they're going to go, woke up and it was Chelsea Manning. Um, <laughs> there's from, from some people from the 60s will enjoy that one. <laughs> so uh, I have some other jokes about um, that, but people on, on Twitter thought they were inappropriate. So, uh, <laughs> is it possible? I mean, I think just as a general interest, it'd be quite interesting to see if you could smuggle yourself out of prison one piece at a time. That's all I'm thinking. If you, and then reassemble back out. So it could be a clever escape plan. I don't know if anyone in cold it's ever thought of that. That was the sort of area I was in. Uh, that is apparently... I, fi I find that surreal. Uh, we, today you can win... <laughs> no, people don't agree with me here. That's, it's good. That's why I didn't do the joke in the podcast because it was inappropriate. Today, the people in the audience can win a Thunderbolt P47D. Is that, do you like that glider, Colin? It's a glider. You've got to make your own glider. Yeah, it's a, it's a package now. That's why you're looking and going, a glider? That's just a... How would that glide? Let's have a look. You're right, it doesn't... doesn't glide, Colin. You can have that. I want you to have that, Colin. That's, uh, I said I'd get you a gift for turning up. To... <laughs> Are you coming? Is tomorrow your last one? Are you going to come tomorrow? I might have a little surprise for you tomorrow, if I can remember probably won't be bothered. Uh, so, uh, there's other stuff. Thank you for coming to so many, and thanks for all the money uh, that, that has cost you. What do you do for a living, Colin? You're an electrician, so you charge quite a lot of money to other people, so in a way, I'm just, I'm being a sort of like Robin Hood here. Ste stealing from the electricians, giving to my, it is mainly going to myself, but look, some of the, look at all these things you can win here. You can win a ham hand uh, t-shirt, which you can buy that at Cotton, it's a terrible name. Cotton Cart, no, richardherring.cottoncart.com. We're going to put some new designs up. We haven't done it yet, though. Uh, today, you can win uh, tickets to uh, Simon Donald, Butch Straight Puff. Uh, uh, you can win some... Uh, I want you to have that. Can't ask for you. Popping candy. <laughs> Haribo, you can win. Some of those usual bits of junk. Uh, and you can win um, this, which I think this guy sent stuff before and didn't have a covering note. This is a book called Mimi, Band One. Ein Buch mit... For kleiner Jungen and Marchen. Do you understand what that means? I'm guessing it means, anyone speak German? I'm guessing it means a, a book with something for young children and for young boys and girls. What does Builder Guess Schischen mean? Picture stories. 
Picture story is very good. So uh, you can win that. <laughs> Says, dear, you won't need it because you already know what that means. Dear King of Edinburgh, ideal prize for German-speaking parents. So let's hope that. Let's hope you win. <laughs> the website is www.drhowie.com. H-O-W-E-Y. Uh, cheers, Richard Howie. Dr. Howie in brackets. I got that. <laughs> Do you real doctor, you think, Dr. Howie? Is he like Dr. Fox? We'll never know. Um, and you can win also a copy of 10, which you get for free if you come to say we're all going to die. Uh, you can buy it from gofasterstripe.com, as you can with Talking Cock, uh, the DVD. There's a frame of Me 1 versus Me 2 snooker on that con. Have you got this yet, Talking Cock? Yet. You haven't won yet, have you? No. Maybe tomorrow I'll just let you win the competition. Maybe that'll, be, maybe that'll be. And you can also win a copy of The Box Lady and Other Pesticles, volume two of my blog series, you can get on Kindle or from gofasterstripe.com if you like books. If you, do you like books or Kindles to come in? Or you like audiobooks? Yeah, it's too too much bother, isn't it? Read it. I'm gonna read it. But you go to Vicky Stone's uh, gigs as well, don't you? She mentioned. Have you seen her mention you in interviews? She, you, she's mentioned how you go to. I'm, I'm guessing it's you. She says a guy called Colin comes to all my gigs, sits in the front row, and never laughs at anything. I thought. I wonder, could that be? Could that be the same? Could that be the same guy? I mean, it seems unlikely. There must be thousands of people like that in Edinburgh. <laughs> you went to Haribo today. Good luck, Colin. I hope you win. I might give you little, might give you little hints. No one watch what Colin's doing. Um, if he win, I won't. It's always impartial. Oh, no, drop my pen. This is I've, I've already like this pen's already a disaster. I've lost the top and the bottom of that pen. <laughs> it's just like a, a what's it? Cartridge. That's the word. I'm, but really, this is just too much doing this. Uh, for a month, I have to tell you, it's too, it is too difficult. I've decided, I'm too old for this shit. Uh, next year, I'm going to send a young. I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a son, and then send him to do it next year. Might have to be a clone of some kind. Anyway, look, let's crack on. We've got two fantastic guests. One of them isn't here, but that was always the plan. <laughs> Hopefully, she will arrive later on. Uh, so, you please welcome my first guest. He is best known, of course. You'll come to see him because he's in street cred, Sudoku. Is that how you say it, Sudoku? Sudoku, I can never get it right. I like Kakuro, so I can't say it either. Uh, anyway, he's best known from street cred, Sudoku. It's Ed Byrne, ladies and gentlemen, there he is, it's Ed Byrne. There he is, he's got a cup of coffee. Quite the man about town, hello. Is that what you do? Do you pick the most obscure... That is what you're best known for. That is the best thing you've done. That is the best thing you've done. How was how was street cred Sudoku? Terrible. Was well, it? what was funny? It was hosted by Colin Murray, who also couldn't pronounce the word Sudoku, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> despite being the host of a show with that word in the title. Right. That is, that is, it's a hard word to say. Did you? It's have not to, really. It's did you have to go? What, what was what made it street cred? The nothing. Nothing. It was, it was <laughs> the most fucking terrible panel show ever devised. Were it they was just awful. If they it put was the made word by in. a company that had never made a panel show before, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, probably has gone on to make a lot of them, um, uh, and it was awful. Yeah, it was just a t it was a really, really desperate attempt to somehow, yeah, you know, cash in on the word Sudoku because it was really popular at the time. Remember David O'Doherty used to have a joke about if he ever wrote an autobiography, he'd call it uh, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Da Vinci Book of Sudoku. <laughs> yeah. It was like that, except not a joke. <laughs> That's good. Well, you've done some, you know, you have done some fine work on TV. We could cover some of that, first of all. You, were, you have done a lot of game shows in your time. In fact, you start your first TV appearance 
uh, possibly was in blind date. Is that true? That's true. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. Did you get? Did you? Were you choosing? Or were no, you I was one of the two people who didn't get picked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're on that show, you have a fifty-fifty chance, really. I mean, if you if you're the picker, you're definitely doing it. Yeah. And if you're one of the three people, then you've got a thirty-three percent chance. So, uh, overall, if you're one of those four people, yeah. you have a fifty percent chance. Yeah. I didn't get picked. Okay. That's it. I didn't go on a date. No. She picked Gavin, the stripper from Kings Lynn. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's usually one guy who's just a bit of a dick as well on the threes. You know what? Doesn't get picked. I was quite funny, so Were she you? instantly thought I was ugly. I think right. that's how the problem was. The funny one's always an absolute fucking munter. Uh, so I ruined it for myself by being too humorous. Did you meet Cilla Black? Cilla in real I, I met her on the screen on the stage. Yeah. That was it. Was it? Yeah. Didn't she hang around back. She didn't mingle with the like of us. So that's probably a good thing because a lot of the TV celebrities did mingle with the guests and that led to all, <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of problems. She probably had foresight. She knew that if she did said anything to you and you have also... Do you know who originally was supposed to be the host of Blind Age? Do you know who did the pilot? Oh, um, I do. This is a good remember. trivia question. Oh, I can't remember. Duncan Norvell. Yes, I did know that. Chance me, chance me. Remember him? No. No, it's a bit... Do you no. remember Duncan Norvell, Colin? No. The joke was he was gay. It was hilarious. <laughs> He might not have been gay. I don't think he even was no. gay. I think that was it. He was just a very camp. It was. He wasn't even. I think in real life he wasn't even that camp. <laughs> no. It was just look. I'm a comedy puffer. <laughs> that was pretty much it. I'm saying. I'm using that homophobic language to describe how homophobic the act itself was. By the way, I'm not being. Oh, but coincidentally, <laughs> he is homophobic as well. But that is. Having said that, yeah. I mean, no. I don't want him touching my kids. <laughs> Do you ever get mistaken for my friend Phil Fry when you're out and about? I don't really, know your friend you really, Phil Fry. You really look like him. Yeah? Yeah, he's my best friend at school. You really have got this <laughs> interviewing people down pat, haven't you? <laughs> Let me mention some of the worst television programmes you've been on. You look like a geography teacher I used to have. <laughs> you really look like him. I think if you ever want to do a... Um, you know, like sometimes Jerry Sadovitz, to not give away all his tricks, would use a double for his tricks... Uh, and then so you'd appear one place and he'd jump out. If you, ever right. to, if you ever need to do that at the start of one of your shows... No, I did used to do it with a guy... I remember in 98 there was a, a guy who was at one of the techs for one of the Bound and Gagged shows who looked just like me. Right. And I had him go out wearing the suit that I wore in the poster and then yeah. I came out... He just basically took the mic out of the stand and everything and then I, then I came on and shooed him off the stage. Phil Fry's your man if you want to do that again, honestly. He'll, he'll, he'll do it. It was. It's surprisingly funny. I know when, when I just describe it, it's like, why did you do that? It's actually surprisingly funny. Because it's, you know, they're telling people like I'm Edward, and people are, people are applauding this yeah. man who they took at face value to be me. Yeah. And then I'm blown when I walk on, and they ah, the trickster. You could do two gigs at once if you, if you, if you, if you learn to No, act. he never opened his mouth. No. <laughs> I would have had to pay him more for that. And it was amazing how nervous he was about doing it as well. Yeah. Going on and just, just literally taking the mic out of his stand. Dude, all you have to take the mic out well, what if... What if what? I mean, <laughs> what if what happened? Nothing can happen. What if you get electrocuted taking the mic out of the stand? You never know. You never mm. know what will happen. And you, uh, you've been on one of my favourite TV shows as well, so I have to talk about that. Because all I do in Edinburgh is do this show, do my other show, and watch Pointless. Oh, well, I love Pointless. Yeah, me too. I Thank do God, love Pointless. Thank God, Mark Thomas... I was insane when I said all I do at the end of Fringe is watch Pointless. He thought I should be going and watching people with plastic bags flying in the air. What an idiot. Or changing things, Richard, maybe? Yeah? yeah? No. Maybe changing things. No, just watching. I watch Pointless. How did you get on on Pointless? I did, I've done it twice, actually. Have you? I've done it once uh, for just whatever the regular celebrity one is. And then they did another one for Comic Relief as oh, well. Really? And the one I did with... 
Uh, I, we did quite well. It was me and Lucy Porter, and she's very clever. She's a quizzer. Uh, and then we were in the head-to-head against John McCrurick <laughs> uh, and his wife. We've just got to be honest, she's his wife. Yeah. My wife would have loved to have come on Pointless, but said, well, she's not a celebrity, but John McCrurick's wife is. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> so... Sorry, I fucking kicked off. <laughs> you know, oh, man, some shit got broken in the Pointless studio that day. Um, and then, um, so the first one was uh, name um, uh, Leona Lewis song. Oh, name a Leona Lewis single. We only knew Bleeding Love. That's all we needed. John McCraig didn't know who the fuck she was. So that was all right. <laughs> so we won that point. Yeah. Then they got to go first on name a communist country. Now, you know the, you know the score of Pointless, right? You need to get something that no one else has thought of to get the lower the better. So name a communist country that other people wouldn't have thought of. There's five communist countries. Anyone? North Korea. That was number two. Cuba was number three, and they said Cuba. Vietnam. Very good. We didn't think that. We didn't think of Vietnam. <laughs> we said North Korea, which didn't beat Cuba. Oh. Yeah. Or do you know what would have beaten Vietnam? No. Yes. Look at you. You saw the episode, though, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> These people are good. There's yeah. a little Wikipedia here. Yeah. So then it was down to the wire. Name a pop. A, name a top of the pops dance troupe. Oh, yeah. So Lucy turned to me and she said, "What were they called? Uh, Legs Eleven." And I went, <laughs> "And I went, no, Legs and Co." And she went, "Yeah, well, let's say them." And I thought, I thought Cause they'll say pants people." Yeah. And it's just a question then of the age profile of the people that get asked. You know, that's, that's 50-50, isn't it? So I, I took it I went, what about hot gossip? No, no, that is the wrong... That's the wrong that's answer. Wrong. Don't say that. They weren't on it. They were on they Kenny were. Everett. Yeah, well, we're all very clever after the fact, <laughs> aren't we? Wrong. We were out. They said, Sue were on there. Exactly. And as soon as they came up, I went, oh, fuck, of course, Sue, the shit one. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's good you didn't tell your wife on the the best episode. We're just going to request. No, but can we actually? Because I really want to get this off my chest. Then I went on it again with Shappy Corsandi, who's a lovely woman and a very funny comic, but was fucking shit at points. (laughs) (laughs) Name a Bond theme tune. Gotta go obscure. Gotta go obscure. Charlie Hickson, like he said, all time high. Right? He actually said on an all time high, which isn't the name of the song, but they let him away with it. Right? Okay. Again, kicked off. That was. Nearly uh, John McCurick's wife gate again, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I said, you know my name, which is four points. Yeah. That's Casino Royale. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. She said, fucking Skyfall. <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean the one that's out now? The one that's been number one for three months? <laughs> well, she, maybe they asked the question a while ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not before the film came out, I'm sure. But luckily, we still managed to survive because yeah. uh, Danny John Jules, the cat from Red Dwarf, he said Goldfinger the prick. <laughs> so that was... That was him and Ben Miller out. Ben Miller wasting his time with Living Daylights. No, I'm sorry, mate, that's not going to save you now. So then the next round... I don't like dwell on these things. <laughs> next round, she put us out completely with Alice in Wonderland when she could have easily have taken a guess at Anne of Green Gables. Anyway... Yeah. 
Aldo yeah, Zilli, my favourite episode of, uh, of Pointless is Aldo Zilli goes on with his wife. And Aldo Zilli's, I mean, I, I can't really talk. Aldo Zilli's a short old man and his wife's a very tall young woman. Right. But, she, but they were really horrible. They were just really unpleasant people. <laughs> really? And the best bit, they were just like really like snooting, going, oh, this is a bit fixed and stuff. But they were, they were just getting everything wrong. And they're going, this is a fix. Uh, and uh, they did, I think they did Meg Ryan films. And the first, one, well, someone said, like, when Harry Met Sally or whatever, someone said something quite obscure, like one of the she was in an art, I can't even remember what it was. And Joe get, versus the volcano. It maybe? might have been saying it was that. And then it got to Aldo Zilli's wife, and she said, Well, the two I was thinking of have already gone. You go, What? You knew that really obscure Meg Ryan film, but you didn't know you've got mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she was, she was just a liar. And it was the funny, it was the funny, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Anyway, we can't spend the whole time. Oh, because Anne Whittaker was on the oh, was she, on. We can. And, and on the, <laughs> no, she was quite unpleasant as well. Because she. She was, uh, she was on with Craig Revel Horwood. Yeah, I don't know how she squares that with her homophobic god. But anyway. <laughs> she, uh, it was Robert De Niro films in the first round. And I said Rocky and Bullwinkle, right? Which is a terrible film and yeah. scored one point, uh, rightfully so. And then she couldn't think, neither of them could even think of a single Robert De Niro film. And then they're whinging afterwards because they're going out. And she goes, well, I don't know anything about entertainment. And I said, having watched the Rocky and Bullwinkle film, it's not entertainment. Right? <laughs> just go- I thought it was a funny little joke. And she acted like I was having a go at her. Well, I've never heard of it, have I, dear boy? <laughs> she fucking dear boy me, you fucking troll. I think if you're going to go on pointless, if you're going to go on pointless, you might as well spend a bit of time revising. You can just go, uh, go and look at all the major actors and learn one film of each of their films. I think you can't revise you can. pointless. There's always a film question. Just revi- I would go on and revise yeah. everything. I plan out. I'm planning in advance when I'm on. And I learn. I Preston learn North End. Songs. If it's football, it's Preston North End. <laughs> okay. And if it's country, it's Central African Republic. Yeah. That's... Uh, the golden two rules. You can plan. You can plan, especially when it's for your actual money for yourself rather than for charity. Who yeah. cares about that? <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> anyway, like, also, you, Sorry, dwelling, I do yeah. have to ask you this because this I always ask this when someone appears on this show. Mm. I'll ask you about other stuff in the last two minutes. So, <laughs> uh, in fairness, I have padded this whole thing out with a lot of pointless talk. I, I so. really, I'm delighted. I can't tell you how delighted. <laughs> I don't care what everyone else. Massive fan of the show. <laughs> the annoying thing is now I watch it with my wife, and every time we watch it, and they go, "But you have one our coveted pointless trophy." And my wife will just turn to me. (laughs) They've got a pointless trophy. (laughs) Shakes her head at me. And it is coveted. Uh, You you were in Doctors, do you remember? I was in an episode of Doctors. You have, you've just trolled that. But everyone, I have a few of my guests been on Doctors. Unfortunately, I I don't think you were in uh, Robbie the Reindeer, Close Encounters of the Herd Kind. No, I don't even know the name of the episode I was in. I think no. it was called Wheeler Dealer, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, you I played, played Mickey Mi- Moran. Mickey Moran, yeah. Hey, Wheeler Dealer. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good casting. Trying to shift a load of inflatable men, apparently. Okay. I say apparently. <laughs> inflatable I had one. Men. Yeah. I don't really remember. And then it was one of those things where it was a real bubble of a plot that then just at the very end it turns out my mother's being treated by one of the doctors in Doctors. It was just like, we've got a spare plot line lying around. Where Let's put it into Doctors. It sounds like something from Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. We've got an old Only Fools and Horses script. Mm. John Sullivan's dead. Mm. We can use it now. Uh, so, uh, no? Okay. And you... All right, here's something good you've done. Okay, that'd be you've nice. You've been on the Conan O'Brien show five times. I have. In the late 90s, I used oh, really? to go over and do a bit of hit and run on the States, but yeah. you, you've got to move there. Yeah. You can't just try and make it there from here no. by popping over and appearing on a chat sh- show. So you didn't fancy moving over there? No, no, I didn't. I didn't know the time. No, no. It's just, you, you, cause you, no one really, 
no one really has gone there and made it sort of just going there on spec without having first done something here. Yeah. I mean, Jim Jeffries, but he he's doing all right. But serious, Jim Jeffries was a YouTube sensation because he got punched in the fucking head yeah. at the Manchester Comedy Store. And that really helped. That and the fact that he's a very funny bloke. Yeah. But he had that. It's kind of got him... A bit of an in. I can punch you in the you head know. now if you like. We can no, film it. We can film it. But you know, everybody else kind of <laughs> already had something yeah. going, you know. Yeah. Craig Ferguson is the only one who really moved there and made it, but it took him years. Yeah. So I just couldn't be arsed. No. But you've yeah. done films anyway. You've done a couple of films. I was quite interested in... Um, I haven't seen this film. It's, if, you, hey, if you're ever a, a question on pointless Ed Byrne films. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zeman Overload. It's actually a good film. Yeah, it sounds really good. From the It's about a man who's obsessed, a guy with OCD, and is obsessed with a, with a woman called Veronica Zemanova. Right. And it's all just because he's got OCD and he gets dumped by his girlfriend and he decides to go out with the most attractive woman possible. And he looks and he sees a search on the internet and there's a list of the most attractive women in the world and she's number one on this obscure list that he just happens to come across because he's also obsessed with the internet, which was a more interesting sort of character trait to have 10 years ago, (laughs) you know. Now it's just sort of like being obsessed with air. But at the time, (laughs) it was quite an interesting character trait for somebody. So he becomes obsessed with this this, this soft porn actress called Veronica Zimanova, and he's a a script writer, and he writes a script that involves around her and stuff like that. And it's quite, it's actually not a bad film. Is she a real person? She's a real person, Yeah. yeah. Who was originally supposed to be in the film, Yeah. but then wasn't because she got a new manager who was also her boyfriend who was also a billionaire. Uh, so that just, yeah, that just didn't happen. Didn't she like pretty much stopped working, basically. Actually, yeah. You could have changed the name of the film to someone else, Scott. I think it was too late by then. <laughs> Probably, you know, that woman from the Iceland advert would have done it. From I can't think of anyone's name now. It's a shame. You know the woman, I mean... You were thinking of Kerry Katona? Kerry Katona, yeah. Kerry Katona Nova. Kerry Katona <laughs> Oh, that's good. Well, well, I'm going to check that out. Can I get that on Love Film? Yeah. Do you know what? It's funny. Just just last night, somebody asked me to sign a copy of it. Right. Yeah. So that and was you're nice. the main. It's, per, it's you're the, you're the man with those. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. A lot of. It's a not a bad film. Will, a lot of my uh, fans will just watch it and see it as a documentary about their own life. So <laughs> uh, I mean, that's basically that's you, isn't it, Colin? That and you're except you're obsessed with me and Vicky Stone, which is more attainable. You can. You've met us. It's kind of, you know, we don't mind just stalking us, it's fine. As long as you keep, long as you keep paying for your ticket. Uh, I'm, fine. I'm fine with that. I mean, the, the show you're doing in Edinburgh, it's a brilliant idea about being in your 40s. Yeah, it's like, fantastic, no, eh? Anyone would, anyone would have thought Well, fuck can I tell you, my dad resolutely <laughs> remains still alive, so I can't write about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, it keeps, fingers he, crossed. He keeps getting things wrong with him, but it's still no, uh, you know, just, you're just teasing at this stage. Uh, yeah, I just, I talk, I, I, every time I come here, I mean, I come here pretty much every two years now, and uh, I just talk about the things that have happened to me in those preceding two years. Yeah. And one of the things that has happened in the last two years is I've hit my 40s. That yeah. seems like a thing to talk about. It does. Well, I, I also have a second child, but I couldn't think of a snappy title for a man <laughs> with two kids now. <laughs> The man with two kids. Point four short of average. I don't know. Oh, so that, would be <laughs> that might sound, yeah. Have you got <laughs> that might be misinterpreted, mightn't it? Uh, have you come to terms with being in your forties? Because I re- really wish I was forty again. Now I did a show called Oh Fuck I'm Forty. Yeah, I remember uh, that. And, uh, that's, that's where I got the idea that's from. What I was yeah. uh, and uh, that's six years ago now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Those six years have gone very, very fast. 
<laughs> no, but on the plus side, I'm very close to oh fuck, I'm 50 now. Mm. That is, so that's that's 2017 sorted out for that year. 40 didn't hit me as hard as 30. Right. I would honest, I think I think 30 is more of a milestone, particularly in this industry. You have a more of a things you want to do by the time you're 30. Yeah. And then I also think I partied very very hard on my 30th birthday. So which was which would actually took place two days before my 30th birthday. Right. So on my 30th birthday, I felt like dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was it was a weird. It was a really weird reflective 30th birthday because I then was going to do a show at Just a Tonic and it was, I, I, I was doing a, a show that I had done before but not for a long time uh, called Night at the Opera which is a show I did in Edinburgh, got nominated in 98 and I was revisiting that show and forgot how it went <laughs> and so I had to go and find the, 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 the program from the opera because the show was all about going to an opera, this particular opera so I went and found the program of the opera to remind me of the plot of my own show <laughs> and it was in a box filled with like old memories and stuff that I didn't mean to open but instead opened in this really hungover <laughs> state on my 30th birthday that's a bad time to do that. just before getting on a train to go to a comedy club that I thought I wouldn't be playing anymore anyway but still was because I hadn't made it yet it was a fucking horrible day whereas when I was 40 it was grand <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I was pretty bad about that. The minute I turned 30, I was fine with being in my 30s. And my, the 30s are brilliant, I think. It's a good, it's a good decade to be. Mm. Now, the 40s are okay so far, but then everything starts falling apart. Then really? You yeah. think it's going all right for you? And it's going all right. I think okay. I'm enjoying Fair it. Fair enough. I'm, I'm oh, I remember you were, you were really big in your 30s. Yeah. You know, in, you know, in your 40s, you're, I mean, you're doing all right. Nah, I've realised... This podcast going very well, I understand. Well, the podcast is going well. What I've realised is personal happiness is more important <laughs> than the quest. That's exactly, friends. that's what I convince myself. My, <laughs> li my life-work balance is very good, you know. I may not be playing arenas, but my life-work balance is fantastic. <laughs> You don't want to play. <laughs> you wouldn't imagine if we were in an arena, we wouldn't even see Colin. He'd be way far away. He'd be going, why aren't they talking to me? We wouldn't better see you, Colin. Because <laughs> it's nice to know the names of your audience. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's, why, that's why I think. I better ask you a quick emergency question or people will be annoyed. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, um, if you had to marry one of the Muppets, if you were, if you're, well, if, would you prefer your wife to leave you or die? Which would you prefer of those? <laughs> if it was had to be one of those two things, which would you prefer? If, you was, if she was going to leave you or die, which would you prefer? Could she die quickly without any pain? Yeah, I suppose. So, yeah, yeah, I'll take that then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so she's dead, right? Your wife's yeah. dead. And you, no, because in fairness, right, even if she stayed with me for the rest of our lives and then would eventually she would die and possibly yeah. in pain so I've just saved her that pain that's true by, that's by, by doing this bargain with the devil that is Richard Herring <laughs> I'll go honey I've got some good news and some bad news the good news you're not going to leave me also good news you will not die a painful death however the bad news you're have to die tomorrow. You have to die tomorrow, and I'm going to marry a Muppet. That yeah. is, that is, so which I'm going to marry Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy? Yeah. I mean, the Fraggles are technically Muppets. You can more marry one of the Fraggles. I'll have Red Fraggle, Fraggle please. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's the one with little bunches. That yeah. Look like a five year old. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't say she's like a five year old. That's how I'll marry her. She is. It's just a weird. I mean, you know, it's fine. She's older than five. That puppet's probably about. Uh, you know years what? Old. I look at so back. It's legal. Over the, course, <laughs> over the course of my sexual career, I have literally, I have gone out with two women who look like Miss Piggy. Sincerely, <laughs> I actually have. And I, when I'm, you know, when I'm hyper, I bear not a passing resemblance to Kermit the Frog. As well. So, did you uh, did you tell them they look like? 
So the reason I'm with you is you look like Miss Piggy. Yeah, it's I always kept it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> cool, we're going to have a, a quick break for some stand-up, but Ed will be coming back later on, but I'm going to make him go away now. Cool. Uh, so give a round of applause to Ed Byrne. Thank you very much for coming along. Uh, he will be back. He will be back. Hopefully Bridget's here somewhere, but that she'll be on later on. But first of all, we have got um, a poet in back. We've got some poetry from uh, a fantastic young poet. I've known, I've known for ages, and he still looks like he's about 16 years old, so I don't know how long he's been doing this, or how old he really is, but he's a fantastic poet. Will you please welcome Luke Wright, ladies and gentlemen. I'm 31. I should put, I feel like I need to point that out. I still get ID'd. I, go, I, go and I, go, I got ID'd in my own co-op the other day. I, was, I don't own the co-op, but I mean, well, we all own the co-op, don't we? So in a way, yeah, my own co-op. And I was in there with my four-year-old and my one-year-old, and I was buying like 60 pounds worth of baby milk and nappies, and one little tiny bottle of wine to numb the pain at the end of another day. And she looks at me, she's like, you got any ID? And I said, quite wittily, the fruit of my loins. Like, yeah, that is funny, isn't it? Nothing. She just went, oh, you could have borrowed those kids. Now... <laughs> I'm no legal expert, but surely borrowing two children is a far graver offence than buying a bottle of wine. And even if I was 17 and I'd gone to the lengths of buying £60 worth of baby milk and nappies and borrowing, borrowing two children, then quite frankly, that is an enterprising 17-year-old. Give him a fucking drink. So I'm 31. Thanks, Rich. Every fucking day. So I'm from Essex. I'm from, uh, I'm from a little town in Essex called Braintree. Does anyone know Braintree? Huh? You all know that it's the most ironically named town in England. <laughs> Doubly ironic, as the people at Braintree don't know what irony is. They think, they think irony comes from elephants. It's a rich and diverse culture. <laughs> and I want to do a poem for you set in Essex now. And it's, it's around the idea, around the, around the story of the Essex lion. Do you remember this happening last year with some campers on a campsite near Clacton, Essex? Thought they saw a lion in the next field. Because nothing had happened for days. It was, it was a slow news day. And it went, it went mental. Like the police were called, search helicopters were sent out. Like someone rung Michaela Strachan for a quote. It, was, it, was, it went everywhere. My brother in Brisbane heard about it. And the first I heard about it was coming out of um, Edinburgh and you know on the, on, on the train it was, you know on the last day of the fringe and I just saw these two words Essex lying I thought that is what I'm calling my show I had no idea what it was about at that point I was committed the thing is like they didn't see a lion uh, it turns out they saw a, a cat a, a large cat a, a breed of cat called a Maine Coon which is quite large but it's not it's not lion size though you know and to make it worse to compound their embarrassment the cat was called Teddy Bear which I think kind of, <laughs> I think that kind of makes it worse in a way doesn't it so this is this is my take on it because I think they wanted to see that line. I think they secretly wanted it to be a line. So there we were, like every year. A lady's throw from Clacton Pier, the summer coughing up its last, the whiff of burger, clink of glass at Babs and Brian's caravan. The children palmed off on their nan, about to have a barbecue, perhaps a Chardonnay or two, then chew the fat, smoke cigars, talk football, property and cars, and let the evening ebb away in creamy moonlit reverie. When Barbara squawked, oh lord, fuck me, and all in sun returned to see a cat-like beast, by Christ, said Brian. Is that? is a fucking lion, a fucking lion, a fucking lion. That peaceful Clacton campsite nigh on went berserk. Atomic warning, campers diving into warning. Sausages on grills abandoned, couples pegging it in tandem. But I just stood and gazed in wonder at the great beast standing yonder. Silhouette on low slung sunset, worlds away from low life pundits. Talent shows, loan repayments, tabloid headlines, mortgage statements, school fees, top gear. Work, taxes, forms, lists, vote slips, emails, faxes. 
Often I think we're just prisoners. But that lion was the business. Stoked up coals inside of me that I've not felt since 93, then vanished in a kick of dust and left us in the Essex dusk. Officer, I swear to you, I'll only had a can or two. Ask Babs, ask Linda, we're not lying. We fucking saw a fucking lion. Fucking did. Burn a dog. No ghost down from an Essex bog. It as good as made a beeline for us and that thing was feline. Officer, ask Steve, ask Gabby. That was no domestic tabby. Feeding that thing would get trying. A paradise lost of fucking irons. A fucking lion. A fucking lion. I'll still swear it when I'm dying. Officer, don't be a Benny. The thing we saw was MGME. A fucking lion. A fucking lion. Aslan's nephew Simba's sign. A fucking lion. Bonafide, the sort of thing what's got a pride. A fucking lion, a fucking lion, a fucking lion, a fucking lion. I'll make this plain. I'm not insane. That creature had a cunting mane. Thank you very much. Luke Wright, ladies and gentlemen. What a man. Uh, and will you please welcome my second guest? Uh, hopefully she's ready to come on. Uh, she is uh, best known as the Great Fire of London. Will you please welcome Bridget Christie, ladies and gentlemen. There she is. Worked very hard, she's got on it. You can sit, you can sit here. <laughs> yeah. And then you, that microphone doesn't have to be in your ear. You can move that and it's good if you speak uh, into it. That is, uh, but you can take it out or you can move it in. Like, what thing. does everyone else do? Well, it's just fairies, whatever oh, you feel comfortable just with. Just make up my own. But mind. people at home will listen to this, so if you talk, if you talk to me like now, where you are now, I'm gonna take they'll it be out. really annoyed because they won't be able to hear. Look, I'm going to hold it like That's that. That's good, that is fantastic. Is this that all right for everybody? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think they like me. <laughs> don't give up too soon. Don't be put off by Colin. He's, yeah, that's how he is all the time. Okay. <laughs> He's like that all the time. She's a bit cheerier than usual. Uh, so Do you come to all of them? No. Oh. No, but um, no more than is healthy. <laughs> Do you always sit down the front? He does. That's yeah. his seat. It's quite close here, isn't it? Yeah. Do you like that? <laughs> we make sure there's a table there, so that obstructs him a bit. If we see him sort of moving, I can whisk you. I've got, I've got an emergency system where I'll just grab you. And <laughs> it's not for me. He's come to well, see he you. Might come. He might, you I'll know, have to he, grab you. I think he likes the ladies on. as well, really. I think, don't, I think, yeah. Do what sort of ladies? No, he's got an eye for the He's got an eye for Oh, it's a bit, got a bit personal. <laughs> yes. He doesn't mind. He likes it. kind of kind of likes it. So you doesn't been, look like he likes it. He does. He does like it. Uh, whatever, and that's this is on tape now. So if in 30 right. years' time there is an investigation, <laughs> that is on tape, and I will be proven innocent. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so you are being you've been nominated for the Perrier Award, as I still oh. insist on calling it, with you, for your fantastic show. A oh, big for her. Thanks for saying the show a, was good. It is really good. I've seen. You must. Well, I bet they can't get tickets to see it. Are you going to tour it? 
Uh, yeah, but I've got a London run, Great. and then I might uh, go go off around the place with it. <laughs> yeah, I might do. I don't like touring. I, f- I find it really depressing and lonely. It is both of those things. I would leave the house crying and not cry until I'd got back. There's no vegetables anywhere, no. and you there isn't. <laughs> you drive all day. Yeah. You get to a theatre. They don't talk to you. They wait and but the side of the stage with their keys, going, "We want to lock up. <laughs> Hurry up!" And then you go back to a B and B. And then, then you do the ne- same thing the next day. It's so it's, depressing. It's, it is awful. And I had a, a ghost in Taunton. In um, Well, I did the show and it went really badly. And then I went back to a B&B. And it was a family-run thing. And it was a bit odd, right? And on all the door knockers, there was, like, devils and stuff. <laughs> and then I got, into my ro- I got into my room. And I said to the woman, I'm sorry, I can't be in this room. There's something re- there's really... I've got to get out of this room. She went, oh, yes, everyone says that. Come on, then. <laughs> <laughs> There's me thinking I was eccentric. <laughs> and then, so she went, oh, yes. So she put me into another room. <clears throat> I swear to you, Rich, everybody in here, I'm not joking. I wouldn't make it up. It's not funny enough to be made up. I went into this second room, sat down on the bed. She went, and right behind me, I heard this. Oh, like that. Even the ghost didn't want me in the fucking room. It's like, oh, God. It's like, Oh, God, no, I've just been in your show and you're now you're here. <laughs> anyway, it was really, I was so freaked out by it and it was right behind me. It was so clear. It was exactly like this, oh, like that, and a man's, a man's voice. Yeah. And uh, I had to put all the lights on and the television and so that's what touring is like. Have you had any ghosts? I, I haven't had any ghosts. That could have just been the w- woman's husband sort of... There was nobody in the room. Just gonna be, oh, oh no! I was hoping. Oh, what? Me with me? No more page three t-shirt. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, not a feminist. God, no. is she gonna sleep in that as well? <laughs> but uh, the show, the show is great. Uh, it's, it's it's very funny. Look at Fed, but you are very you're quite cross about the subject. So it's 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 uh, well, pa- it's passionate. I think is the word I'm trying to look for. Rather yeah. Than cross. She's quite cross about men and the way they are. Uh, <laughs> oh, what can you do? Just have to go, no. Oh, like in, the, like in the, the Grown Ups 2 advert. Have you seen that on the buses where the women are just, all the men are having fun and all the boys are just saying, Oh. But that's that's um, yeah. female characters in sitcoms as well, isn't it? it, it, it they will have a funny, wacky man who's hilarious, <laughs> and we'll have a woman stood next to him rolling her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly that's on. But I, I love the bit. I really love. I don't want to give too many spoilers for it. But the, the thing that I presume you're genuinely doing, which is going into supermarkets and uh, news agents, and if they have, you know, lads mags or, or pornographic uh, mags on the lower shelf, yeah, you throw them in the bin. Yes, and you know something. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely, I, I don't see any reason to make that up. What it was, was um, if they're displayed properly at the top or in bags, and I leave them and I say to the shopkeepers, that's fine, carry on. <laughs> 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 it's become part of my daily routine. I do it so matter of fact uh, uh, and um, in such a confident way that I think they assume I'm some sort of official now. Because <laughs> that nobody stops me. Nobody has stopped me. Even on the way up, I went into a petrol station at... Um, uh, I don't know, halfway up. There was tons of them, like about a hundred, all different ones, all down the bottom. And uh, it was quite a feat to carry them all. <laughs> and there's loads of <laughs> men in the petrol station wandering around and everything like that. There wasn't a bin inside, because that's the key to it. Yeah. It's not theft if you throw them into a bin inside the shop, right? That's just 
ethical filing, but is it, does it count? What if, I haven't got anything, what, what you, they're not on me. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're in the shop. And um, it's really quite good fun, actually, but um, it has part, become part of my daily routine. I, I do do it. If I don't do it, I feel like I've not wiped my bum or something. <laughs> and you've never been arrested? I've yet. never once been stopped, ever. Not ever. In every day for two months. You've got to get some, I think you should also buy some honey and pour the honey into them in just to absolutely make sure they can't ever use them again. But then I'd, I'd have spent money on the honey. Yeah, that's true, but that's all so right. So they'd the be winning. Well, I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> but then it, you know, they would encourage them to put stock honey rather than porn mags yeah, my, in their maybe. shelf. They might, you might go in and there'll just be a lower shelf just of loads of honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of honey, isn't it, that you're... The honeys and the honeys, it's worked out really well. Uh, so, Colin, Colin, Colin like that. I don't think, uh, Colin, you don't approve of me. I don't think you approve of me. You're quite hostile. Do you approve of it, Colin? Do you think that's, uh, I mean, it's against the law. It's, Look, it's throwing it's a, away people's What stuff. it is, Colin, is I have no beef. I'm anti-censorship. I don't care what people do or when or how and, and freedom of speech, uh, all of that. But it, And this stuff, right, they have an obligation to display it properly at the top or down the bottom. And if they don't, then I have a legal, well, an illegal obligation <laughs> to remove it. And it, it's a tiny victory. Ta but Tesco's have struck a huge deal just yeah. last week with loaded FHM, Zoo, Bazaar, they're going to have much more modest front covers or put them in bags. Okay. I'm not saying there's anything, I don't think they've been in. What I'm saying <laughs> to my show, it's just a coincidence that, oh, seeing as I've started talking about there's all the, this massive deal. <laughs> it's not me, they didn't like me being there, no. making a joke. I think they've noticed that they, you know, they've been buying lots of lad mags and not selling any <laughs> and there are none left. Maybe yeah, but actually eventually. I think they're on the way anyway because yeah. of the internet, to be honest. Yeah, they, you can get much better stuff on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I find a lot of the loaded stuff just childish and, <laughs> and very difficult to orgasm to. I mean, much harder core stuff than that. Uh, <laughs> but I am a feminist, though. I, I, when I'm doing it, I think, oh, that's a shame for that girl. <laughs> Laughed a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're all. They're all for my audience. Uh, and you once worked as a farmhand. I didn't know that. Oh my god! Do you know something? Yeah. How did you know that? I, just, I do research. I'm playing my guests. Okay. I'm very professional. When <laughs> I it's on Wikipedia <coughs> probably. That's what it is. When I was 15, because yeah. I left school at 14 or did something. You? Yeah. I wasn't naughty. I just didn't see the point of it really. <laughs> and um, I got a job in an office where I lied about my age and everything. And then I thought, oh, there's got to be more to life than, you know, pens and, <laughs> <laughs> and post-it notes. So um, I, I got a job on a farm, right, in Gloucester, where I'm from. And it was the most stressful, I, I, it was the most stressful three days I've ever, it's really hard. <laughs> the first thing, I was only 16 as well, the first thing was, uh, well, I fed all the cows gravel by accident because their feed looks really similar. <laughs> then um, the, the farmer, Richard his name was, I'll never forget it. God, this is a long time ago now. Uh, so I fed them gravel. I had to, he, 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 um, I was in a, the co a courtyard and there was um, like, a, he, he, he drove into the, on a, an attractor with a cage on the back and there was a newborn calf, in, newborn like 
just out, yeah. covered in oh, everything. Well yeah. And he said, right, just, just uh, if you could just get the calf into a little, what's a thing, a stable? Stall, you know, yeah, a stall. Stable. What are they called? Where a they cow are? barn. Cash, cash no, head. the little areas with irons around them. Pigsty, dog kennel. <laughs> like a little stable thing. Well, you're the one who works as a farm man. You should know what they're fucking called. Not I me. did. I, it was yeah. Uh, anyway, he said, just get the calf in from there and the tractor into there. Oh my God! Has anybody tried to move a cat, a newborn calf? It's probably unlikely. No. Colin, not move it. Colin. No. I mean, it did start to move. walk because they've just no, been born exactly. and they're covered in slime yeah. and they're not uh, that pleased about it. it, it I, about, after about four hours, him and his wife, I saw him and his wife in the kitchen window dying, sort of getting, la- laughing so much at me. I think just, and then what was the other thing? Oh yeah, all the cows in the olden days, how you used to milk cows was you would stand in like a a swimming, uh, like a swimming pool that had no water in it, obviously. Oh, I'm just going to have a swim and water the, milk the cows. Um, so you would be level, you would stand in this big hollowed out area and you would be level at their teats and their feet and then you would milk them like that. I don't know how they do it now. But anyway, because I was so new, apparently um, cows know by your touch if you've never done it before. And um, if a cow lifts its tail up and you're underneath it, you should walk away. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, so I was concentrating. Oh, my God, how did you get this out? And their tail went up and they, you know, did their business all over me. And um, to be honest with you, oh, yes! And then... It's <laughs> in three days. You only worked there for three days. No, this was just on the first day. <laughs> it's really hard work. And then, so he was teaching me how to drive a tractor. I can drive one now, but I couldn't on my first day. So he jumped on, and I was driving this enormous tractor with a massive cage on the back. And um, so he said, yeah, that's what you do, and you do, it's really easy. So we drove for miles across, like, three fields. And then he said, and just turn around and then go back to the farm. So... I, I went up and I turned around and, and I was like, oh, great, great. So we're coming up now, to, so how do you stop it? And he wasn't on the tractor. <laughs> and I turned around. I'd left him three fields back and he was going like this. I, ha- I didn't know how to stop it. And he wasn't with me anymore and I had to crash it. Into- <laughs> I've never been so stressed in my life. I thought, oh, God, give me a post-it, please, and a pen. Anyway, I was so stressed out, I crashed it. Yeah. And then that night, because I, I, I used to be a biker as well, I was right... <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. Uh, anyway, so I rode back from the farm and my yeah. tyre had a blowout and I had to go into this old, weird old farmer's farm and use his telephone. Do you know what? <laughs> it was the most... excuse my the, uh, T-shirt and wipe my nose on. That's <laughs> <laughs> someone's going to win that. Which just started. <laughs> it's the most stressful day of my life. And I think to work on a farm, you have to have been born into it or, I don't know, marry into it or something, or just yeah. be quite capable, really. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really go, stressful. I did have a go, yeah. but I did cry all the way through it. It's really stressful. <laughs> and you worked for the Daily Mail as well. That's a quite a leap from... Uh, uh, from, from the farm. From the farm. <laughs> <laughs> straight, straight from the farm. I went straight from the farm. <laughs> the I thought, yeah, it was... Um, I was temping, because I, I, I'd done some acting work, and, I, and then I didn't have any more work, and so I was 
with loads of agencies, you know, office work and stuff like that. And they said to me, oh, we've got a job that's come up, but um, we've not really been able to fill it because um, the chap can be quite difficult, but we think you'll be all right. <laughs> so could you do it? It was for a couple of days, just for a couple of days. And, um, and it was for Nigel Dempster. On, on the, and then, um, then I ended up staying for a bit because he got really ill and, you know, there was no one... Yeah, so I was there for a bit. <laughs> you, then left. you did a great show about about this about the experience. Yeah, of I did, didn't I? You did, yeah. you remember? Because they, what they used to do was I was sort of admin, but if there wasn't weren't enough journalists to cover all the events, because I was on the diary page, if there weren't enough journalists to cover all the parties and everything, they'd send me out. But I was so rubbish because I'm not I'm not a gossipy person. I don't care. But you could tell me anything, and I'd just immediately forget it. But what happened was that would. People would feel really comfortable for me. God, the scoops I got. But I just used to say to them, don't worry, I don't think you meant to say that. I won't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I was really awful at it. Yeah. And then, that um, didn't work out, so you moved into comedy. And you've been doing, you've been doing um, stand-up, you've been doing stand-up shows in Edinburgh for what, about eight years, eight, nine, nine, nine eight, years? Nine, nine, yeah, yeah. Because I've always been a big fan. You did, you, you, your stuff now is quite different. Well, there's still the, I love the giddiness and silliness that, that you still have in your stuff, but they, they, you used to do like characters based on historical characters and things. Yeah, well, only for two years, because I used only to... Only for two years. Yeah, you were only the well, Great Five London for two years. <laughs> yeah, so I <laughs> ran out of material after two years for the, for the fire of London to say. But, um, no, yeah, I, what it was was actually, was that um, it's, it's quite difficult to tour a show if you've got lots of props and sound cues and costumes, yeah. things like that. So, um, and I did that tour and it was quite difficult and it's really good to liberate yourself from having any, to just have, to, to go around the country and all you need is a microphone. And also I realised um, when I'd had kids that I was doing this stuff, you know, a plague or something, and then I would realise that my babysitter was earning more than I was, and I thought, <laughs> is it worth me standing up here going, <coughs> <laughs> and, and I thought, oh, it's probably not. So um, I thought that I'd talk about something that yeah. maybe was a, had a bit more relevance than them. Um, or, or not, or no, yeah. I'm not ruling no, it out. I'm not <laughs> ruling it out just for a couple of years. They were very funny shows. It's very gratifying. I've been a big fan of yours all the, all through those this decade. Yes. And it's, you know, it is gratifying that you are now being recognised, and you know that you've and you've done the work, which I think is interesting with Edinburgh. A lot of people come up to Edinburgh and think, right, I want to be, you know, I want to be on on all my face on all the posters, and I want to be big, and I want to be successful straight away. And actually, I think the way to to become good at what you do, and then that will probably lead to success, is to keep coming and trying different things out. Because you've been an ant, you did a character based on an ant. That you were, yeah, it was a, a ant. ant. Yes, it was an ant, yes, yeah. and uh, all the other things. Well, I think you can't think about what might go down. I think you have to do the shows that you want to course, do. Yeah. And it just happened that this year I, I, um, I just fancied a, a change and uh, I just wanted to be able to, like I say, just go, just need a microphone. Yeah. And also, um, you know, as you get older, your stuff changes because you change as a person. Like a stand-up doesn't just stay this, and we evolve as people. Yeah. So then your ideas and opinions change as well. It'd be really weird for me to be sort of 70 and <laughs> still doing Charles II. Actually, that's quite funny. <laughs> She's doing twi Maybe. Charles II because you've got sort of slightly... I look like him. Slightly it. resemble like yes, Charles II. Yes, but uh, Charles II at 19, not 55, because yeah, yeah. he, he changed quite a lot what he looked like. You'll change as well, though. You will, you'll grow. Will I grow? <laughs> <laughs> quite a warty-faced old man, was not Charles II? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> You're still looking good. You look like the... You, if anything, you look like the 25-year-old Charles II at the moment. That's, a, that's well, the best compliment 
you give to a, a feminist. That is, like, it's, on, it's on the edge of being flirtatious, but it was still historically... A long-dead king. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you've, um, oh, you've done so many things. It's, rid it's ridiculous. You've worked alongside Lionel Blair. How was that working with Lionel Blair? <laughs> I did. I was his wife yes. in... Um, the school for scouts. <laughs> it's very interesting, because he's a dancer, you see. Yeah. So he would often break into dance. During the school for scandal, during the play. Yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was very, very um, lovely. It was really good fun, that, because it was a massive, huge cast. Yeah. A uh, Paul Foot and Marcus Brigstock and um, oh god, loads of people were in it. It was really good fun to do, and he was yeah. very nice. And it was it, it's, it's quite odd though. He's quite odd, or it is quite. No, odd. it was no, quite a. a, a <laughs> <laughs> no, he's very nice. Yeah. His wife's very nice as well. Oh, but um, yeah, that was good fun. Yeah. I've, I've and you do. You're in uh, Kevin Eldon's show in uh, fantastic. You do. You're a very good actress. I mean, you trained as an actress. Well, an yeah, actor. I would like to do, probably do more, 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 um, more of it. Just yeah. nobody wants me really. Well, you've um, have you seen? Well, everyone's seen these the Kevin Eldon sketch where it's the Bill Grundy interview. With the Sex Pistols, but it's done by with the Amish people. No, and uh, seen there's a few people <laughs> seen it, and you're Susie Sue in it. Yeah, Susie. And you're really good. It's just exactly, exactly right. Yeah, well, I watched her yeah, doing yeah. it, and, and then, then um, the and then did exactly what she did. But it was Still great fun to be on that program. Really, yeah. on, really. Are they doing more of the Kevin show? Or I don't know. No? I don't know. It seemed to go down pretty well. Yeah, it's a, people really liked it, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Well, why how could you not really? Why wouldn't you like no, it? Why wouldn't you? Um, so uh, <laughs> uh, you've had a very funny story about your your honeymoon. You had quite. A, uh, Did honeymoon? I? You had quite quite liked in one of your oh, shows. I don't it was remember. All about, I think it was all about you dressing up as ants or something, and then you talked about having a terrible honeymoon experience. Going to you went to the oh god yeah to the Scottish I Islands. I think I've blacked. But you blacked it out. Yeah, you don't remember your own honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> there was no, nothing was open on the island. Oh, it was a long time ago. Oh, yeah, nothing was open. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. And my on my honeymoon photos, uh, there's just loads of photos of me in like grey because it's quite dark there, and because uh, it was in December. And but there's one. I thought it would be like you know like it was just it was awful yeah. I mean, most people don't go to most people go on honeymoon somewhere like hot or people <laughs> when I said I was going to the Shetlands yeah. in December people people thought I'd said what the, the, the Seychelles did you say <laughs> but, but there's all photos are just of me looking really depressed in a in a waterproof jacket but there's one photo of a chicken right because it was so amazing to see there's no sort of animals or wildlife there or anything because it's no. quite a harsh yeah. climate for them well, I, I, I remember, yeah, there was one woman who really laughed at this bit in the show, and I said, why are you laughing? Did you go on honeymoon to the Shetland? She, she said, no, I've just had loads of honeymoons. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, is this your... And she said, yeah, that's number seven to this bloke wow. sat next to it. <laughs> but, yeah, there was... No, oh, and another day there was a woman in, and I, she was really laughing, and I said... Because I said there was no birds or, or anything there. And, um... This woman was really laughing. I said, why are you really laughing? She said, oh, I work there. I said, what do you do there? There didn't seem to be anything to work on there. And she said, I work for the RSPB. I said, there wasn't any birds there. She said, no, they don't go there, because there's nothing, we're trying to introduce them. <laughs> there's nothing for them, them to eat. Get no, out of here, there's nothing for you here. <laughs> no, they're trying to get them to go there, so that tourists have something to look at. <laughs> Honeymoon <Yeah>. couples. <laughs> <laughs> then thousands of honeymoon couples turning up. 
Oh my god! And everything was shut. Yeah. And then they they said there was a ch- chocolate museum or something on another island, and there wasn't even we so I t- we took the ferry, and there was nothing. Oh, there wasn't even a building there. I think I think the, the girl in the tourist place panicked because I said well, what? Because there was a bar of chocolate on her desk, and I went in, and I. <laughs> Seriously, it must be the only thing that happened because I went and I said, oh, hello. She said, what are you doing here? I said, I'm on my honeymoon. What should we do? And she went, well, there is, there's a chocolate factory <laughs> on one of the other islands. And there wasn't even a building. And so the ferry was like every four hours to there. So you got the ferry, got there. There was no buildings or anything. So we just had two hours and 55, to like three hour and a half hours to wait for the next ferry it's what everyone wants to do. It's a nice, it's a nice honeymoon. God. Uh, and I'll, give, I'll ask you an emergency question, then we're going to have to do a competition. An emergency uh, Yeah, question. an emergency question. What, has it gone that badly? No, it's just why I called them. It's very good, but I mean, in fact, it's gone very well, so I haven't asked you one, and Carl oh. will be upset if I don't ask you an emergency question. If you had to choose between being a cow or a badger, which would you <gasps> a be? A badger. Oh, cool. Why would you be a badger? Well, I've got something about them, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> Out at night. Yeah. And you've, I suppose with your experience with cows, that has put you off being... Well, and the, I do love cows yeah. there as well, but I would be about and the nice hair and they sort of walk around. We, I, we used to badger watch. Did you? Yeah. Oh. <coughs> do, you ever, do you ever have to move a, a baby badger from one into a little oh, badger? Oh, no. badger set? No, they're I They're probably easier to move than calves. Calves, yeah, yeah. calves. Although, yeah, they've probably got a little bit of a bite on them, even as babies. Badgers? Yeah, well, I don't know, even a baby badger... Start moving it around and probably have a. Quarry. You wouldn't mind though, because it'd be so cute. Would it? <laughs> it might mind be being. But this isn't going anywhere. This it bit. is. It's fine. That's, that's pretty much. <laughs> you can cut. That. That's pretty much. No, I'm not going to cut anything. It's pretty much what this podcast is. Just a, <laughs> a, a, a series of conversations that aren't really going anywhere. And, that, and really, it's what my career is really. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's you know. But as long as Colin, when Colin isn't there anymore, I'll know it's time to stop. That's. Hey, do you know what I haven't noticed before? We well, sound quite similar. We do, we? you know, we are quite similar characters. And if I, I don't know, if I'd been in a double act with someone and then he'd chosen to marry you, I would think that was a bit <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> you in a, du- you in a double act? If I had been in a double act. If you had been, If I had yeah, been yeah. and then so the bloke I was in a double act didn't left me and then married someone exactly the same as me, uh, I would think... That's a bit odd, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> that explains yeah. the whole ventriloquist dummy wanking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you I mean, you weren't, so it's... No, I was You haven't got any ventriloquist dummies in your house or anything, have you? You haven't got any ventriloquist dummies? No. No. No, good. Well, just make sure they never are. <laughs> I wanted to try and get through the whole interview without mentioning that, and I think we just about did. So, because uh, <laughs> that's all that anyone ever mentioned. So, look, we're going to do a, uh, a competition. Are you around, Ed? Do you want to come back on stage? Oh, do I stay? You can stay, please. Oh, right. Yeah, we're going to do a competition. Do you know Ed Byrne? Yeah, I do. He was just backstage just now. Yeah, we chatted, didn't we? Yeah. You can use this one. There is another mic somewhere, but you can, you can share or, you know, do a marry match. Yeah, whatever. It's all right. We can stand up. Because actually everyone has to stand up, so if all the audience can stand up, we're going to make some statements that are either true or false. I haven't told you about this, but so you don't have to join in. But you can just make them up or have them ready. Ed will be good at this because he knows lots of facts. Here comes another microphone. Oh, Thank you, Jerry. Excellent. Uh, and true. <laughs> so if you in the audience think the statement is true, put your hands on your head. If they think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. Uh, the last person, if you sit, if you get it wrong, you have to sit down. The last person standing wins a snot-covered T-shirt. I don't think anything went on it. I just was making sure. Just wash it before you use it. Uh, so uh, I will set you off with a, uh, a statement of truth or falsehood. I might have used up all the good ones I had uh, uh, for this. Um, 
Because <laughs> I've used them all up. Uh, Ed Burns' middle name is Ian. Is that true or false? Is it true or false, Ed? That is false. Uh, what is your middle name? My middle name is Cole. 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 Yeah. Nice, yeah. My wife can't get her no. mouth around it either. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got, have you got a statement? It's, it's the Irish for Charles. Oh, yeah. It's actually what it is. But seriously, when we got married, and, and do, we, do you take Edward Cahill Burge went, I take Edward <laughs> Burge. <laughs> do you have a statement of truth or falsehood, either of you, that you want to join in, that you would like to put to the audience as a true or false thing? I can do another one. You do another one while I have uh, a think now. You put Ed Byrne has a son called Cosmo. Is that true or false? Like the guy off of uh, Seinfeld, yeah. Well done, you're sitting down, bad luck mate, you're not in it anymore. <laughs> is that true or false? That is true. That is true, that is true. So sit down. Yeah. Is, is he named after the guy from Seinfeld? No, of course not. That's what it says on Wikipedia. No, that's wrong. <laughs> he's named after the guy in uh, Singing in the Rain who sings Make Him Laugh. Oh yeah, that's yeah, he's good. Yeah. Like, uh, it's yeah. not actually, we just like the name. Yeah, and actually it's his middle name, but we call him that as his first name. Wow, yeah. I no, 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 have you got a, Have you got one now as you thought of something? It could be about anything, it just it could be a fact. It could be a thing about, you know, Pointless or anything. I I dropped out of a course in university in botany. Is that true or false? It seems so boring to have made up. <laughs> it's false. It was horticulture. Hooray! Sit down, bitches. Say, you make a statement, then is it true or false? You have to know if it's true or false. Okay. Otherwise, the competition breaks right. down. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two webbed feet. True toes. or false? Toes. Two webbed toes. True or false? So it sounded false, and then you changed it. To <laughs> it sounded a lot truer. Yeah. The fact that you changed it. Bluff. The fact that you changed it. A lot of people have gone for false. What is the answer? True. It is true. I thought that was true. So sit down. If you said false, uh, Ed Byrne was born in swords. He was born in swords. Is that true or false? S W O R D S, like some swords. <laughs> is that true or false? Well, I, don't, well, I, I grew up there. Oh, okay. But well, I, technically, I wasn't born okay, there. Okay, then it is false. Congratulations. Say that's false, that's but I was. False. That, that is the name of the true. town that my parents still live in. That's a weird name for a town. It is. Why is it called that? Because uh, it had an Irish name, like most towns in Ireland it had yeah. an Irish name, and then the English came and took over and changed all the names to think stupid things that sounded like English words. So it's but your it fucking fault. Now, now you your people, now your people. Your people does sound better than whatever it was Bad, called before. It was called uh, Sword. Before I should even tell you what, it was S S O R D. I don't still, even know what it means. Are you, still, are you still in? Anyone else still in? You're still in. Uh, right, right. Anyone else still in? Okay, it's so between you two. Oh, someone over there. Two people over there. Okay, we need another question then. Have you got another question? Uh, let me have a look. Uh, uh, Ed Byrne was opposed to the visit of John Paul II when he came to uh, the UK and signed a letter that said he didn't want John Paul II to come to the country. Is that true or false? Ed? Um, I think it's false because it's, it's Benedict. No, it was Benedict, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's false. So sit down and said true. And I think there was one lady left. Oh, she Although in retrospect, I was against his, his, his coming to Ireland, John Paul II, because I yeah. had to get up at five o'clock in the morning to go and fucking wave at him. <laughs> Do you still in? Did no, you get that six. right? So no one got that right. So if you the last four, oh you still you got that right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that'll do for me. You've won the competition. How scintillating and exciting that was! Thank you very much. Come and get your prizes at the end. I'll get to the end. We gotta go. Give it up for Ed Burns, Richard Christie, Lou Wright. Tomorrow we're back with uh, Barry from Watford and Caroline Ray from Watford. So bring the teenage. Women.
Oh. Uh, thanks for coming. Good night. Go away. Go away. Quick. Go. Away. Go away.